Welcome to Mason Jars, the official podcast of MasonJars.com. I'm Karen Respecki, the president of Mason Jars Company, makers of Recap and the MasonJars.com marketplace. We're headquartered in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm here to talk with makers, educators, and industry experts dedicated to their trade. Let's hear their story. Welcome to Mason Jars Podcast. I have with me Kim Welch and Lynn Goodwin. They are the Farm True founders. Uh, welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you. So let me start out by saying you guys have the best ghee I ever tasted. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, um, using ghee for probably over 20 years. And, um, and when I had yours, it was really interesting because I immediately had the, wow, is this fresh? This, uh, you know, I never had that, that feeling before. This is really fresh ghee. And then I read about how you're into Ayurveda and, and I've been practicing for 20 years or so. So I'm like, oh, these, these guys got it together. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell us how, how that started. Oh, yeah. So we, Kim and I met studying Ayurveda together, um, you know, about eight years ago. And, you know, through our studies, we formed a wonderful friendship and um, we really wanted to share with other people what we had learned. And ghee was a really important part of our teachings, right? Everything we learned about the health benefits. And we saw such an improvement in our own health and in our family's health from using ghee. Um, and at the time it was like 2014 and there weren't really many ghee companies on the market, right? There weren't many brands out there. And the ones that were there were, um, mass produced. Um, the flavor wasn't great. It was hard to find organic ghee. Um, and from USDA dairy farms also, there wasn't much out there, anything really, maybe one brand. Um, so we really sought out to, we decided to use ghee as the vehicle, start in farmer's markets, grassroots, and introduce people to the healthy living tools of Ayurveda, the benefits of ghee. Mm. And, um, you know, it really in 2014 there, like I said, there wasn't much out there. So there was a lot of educating that we had to do, but you know, everyone loved it. They said just what you said. They loved the taste. Maybe they weren't so clear on what Ayurveda was or how it could help them, but they knew, oh gosh, I love to cook and this is delicious. So, yeah. And we also were, we were struggling with just introducing the concept that, that there are good fats out there. People were still on the fat-free train. Um, in fact, our first summer in farmer's markets, Time put out a cover that said, Butter is back. Mm. And we were like, oh, thank goodness, this is going to be so helpful so that we can, because that was one of our struggles is being in farmers markets and trying to educate people on the importance of um, kind of staying, going um, away from a fat free diet and introducing good fats into their diet and how beneficial that could be. So that was also a big hurdle for us to overcome. Yeah, I think people still, um, like you said, they still don't understand that um, good fats are, I mean, excellent brain food, right? You you have to have good fats or there's a lot of complications that can come from that. Um, maybe take a step back and explain what is Ayurveda and what is ghee? <laughs> well, so um, Ayurveda is a 5,000 year old um, medicinal healing system based out of India. And it uses um, uh, healing methods and lifestyle choices through all the five senses so that we can just go through life a little more balanced, a little more healthy in our own skin and our own mind. 
Um, it, it, it takes into consideration what's around us, the environment, the nature that we're living in, all the seasons, the elements. And it teaches us who we are individually. Um, and it can be very freeing to figure out that we're all individuals and we all have different components. We're made up differently. And when you figure that out through the tools that Ayurveda teaches you, it can really help you make better choices for yourself. What led you, what led you guys to Ayurveda? And, and then hence your friendship. I, yeah. So we both met at a, a workshop, just being, we both were drawn to it for our own personal reasons of self-healing. And um, myself, I never really was looking into Ayurveda or, or looking or seeking for anything other than um, my daughter got sick, really sick. And it just kind of fell across my lap one day. Um, I was watching Oprah. She had Dr. Azan and he was talking about ghee and the healing powers of it. And my daughter was going through an illness at the time that was pretty severe. And um, we were going up to Yale twice a week. And she was in a child study program and she was struggling with a lot of um, mental health issues that she'd never had before after a really long illness. And um, when he had mentioned that it's, it heals the mind, I thought, well, I got to try this ghee. Never heard of Ayurveda. And I don't believe I'd ever heard of ghee. And so I started implementing these um, ghee and some of the tools that I was learning just by researching it into her life. And I was watching her heal. And I had said, I have to learn more about this. So I signed up for a local workshop. Um, and that's where we met. Yeah. And I came um, kind of a similar way. Like I had witnessed the health benefits and the way I was feeling and making that connection between, um, as I learned Ayurveda, making the connection between the foods that I ate and how that mm -hmm. had an effect on my body and mind or, um, you know, seasonal eating, you know, and I started to understand my own constitution or my own nature better. And I noticed um, when I tended to get more depleted or dry or anxious, and then adding in something like ghee really helped to balance that um, feeling more hydrated, more calm. And, um, you know, the more you implement the mm -hmm. lifestyle tools of Ayurveda and practice it, um, slowing down, spending time in nature, all these wonderful things, you just start to see the benefits. So you, you're hooked, right? And then it's, it's you know, um, mm -hmm. it just improves from there. And Kim and I, I think learning something that was foreign to a lot of people in our lives made our friendship pretty strong because we were able to talk about and experiment with what we were learning and um, we understood each other, right? Yeah, so we, had, nice. yeah we yeah, we had each other to bounce these new ideas, these concepts, um, even though they were very old, <laughs> um, off of each other. Because, you know, I was definitely one of those people who walked into this workshop and said, seasonal eating like I don't it doesn't matter if I eat a watermelon in December you know I didn't I didn't get it I didn't understand that the connection that our bodies have with um the seasons and the elements around us and the concept that in the fall when nature starts to dry up and the leaves dry up that we dry up was mind-blowing to me mm -hmm. and so Ayurveda was really this like awakening tool for both of us to connect us more to our surroundings and um, not just the food we eat, but, you know, the exercise that we would choose to do might not have been aligned with what we were doing. You know, maybe it's not a great idea to go running at noon in July or uh, do hot yoga in July, you know, so all those kinds of things and um, really tuning into how everything around us affected us was really like mind blowing for us. And empowering. Yeah. Right. So, um, ghee is clarified butter and you, um, learned about some of the benefits, uh, went to some workshops. Um, did you then start making your own ghee 
or were you buying it off the shelf? Well, we we were buying it. We were shipping it. We were yeah. both um, purchasing it yes. from across the country and paying an enormous amount of money. And we thought, well, this is crazy. Why shouldn't why should we just make it ourselves? But before that, when we were learning about the benefits of ghee, um, we knew some things. You know, with our, within our our studies, we understood that um, it is very very important to know where your food comes from, especially ghee, right? You need to know this needs to come from a grass-fed cow that's, you know, in the pasture, treated very well, or you're not going to get um, a good product. And so some of the ghee that we, we both tried ghee for the first time and spit it out. It was not tasty. Um, it was sour. And then we, we, we just dug deeper, like, why is that? You know, why? And so there are so many components to making good ghee. And that truly is the first um, and most important part of it is just making sure the cow is in the utmost health and it's, it's pasture raised, it's, it's eating grass, it's not over milked. Um, and so we decided to go on a quest to find local farms that actually have these practices that grass feed. And we live in the Northeast. So that was, <laughs> was really challenging. We were a little naive, um, yes. but we, we were lucky. We were visiting farms in the middle of winter, minus three degrees. I think we have a photo of on our car. Um, we went to a Dunkin' Donuts, defrosted our boots after the <laughs> farm visit. Um, but we really, we met with a lot of farmers and to find farmers who really get it to the, you know, they're stewards of the land mm -hmm. that they treat their, their cattle, like they are like pets or, or part of their family or it's so important to them. They have just strong values. That was hard um, to come by the, the, to farmers that would really commit to grass feeding. Um, and so, but we did, we were lucky. We made some relationships early on. And we saw a lot. We saw a lot of really disturbing things and a lot of wonderful things in the farming industry. And we said, we have to shine a light on these wonderful things because everybody's getting the message that dairy farming is bad and that dairy is bad. And if we can just shine a light on this and um, go a different direction and not import our butter from other mm -hmm. countries, then maybe we can make a difference. And that has been probably the biggest challenge in our business because mm -hmm. there's, there's a cost for that. These farmers need to get paid more for the, the practices that they're they're farming. Um, and so, you know, to be the most expensive ghee on the shelf has definitely been a challenge, but we've not wavered from that. No, and it's also from a resource standpoint, it's becoming more challenging. You know, I think um, I think now since of COVID, more people are thinking, where's my food come from and, mm -hmm. and how sustainable is it and when can I get it? Um, but, you know, it really is true. Like, um, you have to look at what's out there for resources and farms are, you know, dairy farms in the U.S. have, um, they're not thriving like they once were. So, yeah, small, small ones have been um, either gone out of business or consolidated. So now there's a lot of big, bigger farms and um, decades of using pesticides and um, other practices that, again, uh, is now multi-generational. Mm -hmm. So you so you took a lot of time to find, you know, happy cows, <laughs> happy cows, uh, truly, and happy farmers, happy farmers. <laughs> the farmers that we found that yeah. we work with are they're probably they are, they're not those multi generational farmers. They're people that have gone mm -hmm. into it because they found a passion for it and they started from scratch with trying to really understand the impact of what farming would have on, on um, 
the, the ecosystem and, and the community as a whole. Right. Yeah. I think the ones that have been like the multi-generational, they have practices that they've been using and they might might be a little less um, willing to do something else um, because of some proven practices. And it's the new folks that are really trying to venture out and do something different. Um, so it sounds like you, you were successful then. Um, so you made some connections with farmers, with the happy cows, and, and then did you make your ghee at home? Did you get a commercial mm-hmm. kitchen? What were, what were some of your next steps? We experimented at home. I mean, funny thing at the time, neither of us had a gas stove. So we used family members' houses and just tested different butter. Um, but, you know, for health regulations, you need a, a commissary kitchen. And so when we launched in the farmer's markets that summer, um, we had started renting a nice Columbus Hall um, that was local to us. And we just, you know, schlepped all of our stuff there and um, mm-hmm. jars, all of it, and utilized that for what, a, couple, a few years couple of years before yeah. that. Um, so it, it was like, you know, it just, everything was very serendipitous, the way things fell into place. Like all of a sudden here we are, we have a kitchen. Now we're at the farmer's market and the response to the ghee was so great that we, it gave us motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, fast forwarding, I guess a few years after that 2017, we we're like, okay, we believe that um, we want to share with people more about Ayurveda, not just through ghee, but everything else, like other products that support their health. And to do that, what do we need? Well, we felt like we needed our own manufacturing space because one component I, you know, we know that makes our ghee so good is that the way we do it, the way we make it is not mass produced. It's very hands-on, it's small batch, and that comes through in the flavor. So well, and not just small batch, because I've made I've made ghee and it it doesn't taste as good as yours. <laughs> so, um, so small batch, I'm sure is a, is part of the key, but you've got to be using very fresh ingredients and, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it really, we, uh, there are some little things that we do, um, throughout our process that we think make our geek great, but it really does stem from the butter mm-hmm. and the high quality, um, that we commit to purchasing. And, um, you know, it, it definitely, it comes from that. We, and, and a lot of the butter that we've been able to purchase, it's it's difficult to find. You can't even find that kind of quality in the stores. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it, we're, we feel really grateful for that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we have relationships with farmers and that we can keep keep purchasing it and working with these farmers and, um, and that people still find the value in it and they're willing to pay more for something that comes from a U.S. farmer that has that extra incredible taste Mm -hmm. and that's not mainstream so you know your audience isn't uh everybody (laughs) you know you do have a specific audience that you have to make sure you target because um you know we find the same thing i have a i have a product and uh all made in usa right the the uh tooling the the molding everything's done in u.s and and it is um you know more expensive and people have a a threshold (laughs) of yeah. of what they would pay more for, for better quality and, and, and local. Um, when you were, so, so you um, sourced the quality that you wanted from, from the people that you created partnerships with, you created the commercial kitchen and were selling it uh, farmers markets and whatever. Were you, did you both have day jobs? Uh, was this secondary or were you doing this full time? Yeah, we, we were all in. Um, we had both, you know, had come from different backgrounds in terms of career, like with restaurants to 
corporate America to all of it. And um, when we made this shift in our life and our lifestyle and um, decided to go forward with Farm True, we we were all in. <laughs> yeah, I think that first summer where we decided, let's give this a shot. Let's see if we can get into a farmer's market. We were so naive. We didn't even realize how political it was just to eat be accepted into a farmer's market. And we just had a door open and we were like, we're in one of the nicest farmer's markets in New England. And our table, our booth had a line of people because we were like the new girls on the block, right? (laughs) There's a new product. Nobody knows what it is. And it was the buzz. And after that first year of feeling that energy and that passion and and getting, you know, thank you cards and seeing the same people week after week saying they love our product and how it's helping them feel better and um, getting a taste that they wanted more. They wanted to know more about why this was helping them with anxiety, why it was helping them with their digestive issues and um, why they were losing weight because they weren't hungry all the time. We said, we have to do, we have to be all in now. We have to, one day we are going to create a place where we can educate and we can make everything that we want to make and um, grow the business. And we were naive and we threw that out there and we've just been supported so far through, you know, the universe and everyone around us to keep going. And, you know, especially after COVID, I think everybody kind of stopped and said, well, what's next? Is it, it, are we all going to be able to continue to do the things we love to do? And so we, we've been lucky um, that people, turn to the web to buy what they needed to and that they were really focused on higher quality. Um, and we've been able to grow through COVID, which is incredible. We're so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. So you um, were selling direct to consumer at farmers markets, and then um, you probably started a website, I guess. At, mm-hmm. what, at what point did you start selling wholesale to to re- specialty retailers? Was it local? Did you, how did that happen? It was right away. Like Kim said, it was local. And I guess this is where the word naive again comes in because we didn't even know how it's done. Like, you know, the thought of a distributor and all of that kind of stuff was foreign to us, but mm-hmm. we would just be approached by local co-ops, health food stores, gourmet food shops, um, culinary stores that said, we want to sell your geese. So that's how it just kind of happened. And, um, we didn't even really have a place to ship from. I mean, at that point, we were both doing things out of our home. So, um, yeah, that's how it started. And it just slowly, it kind of just grew. Mm -hmm. And then like, I think, you know, one of the first farmer's markets back then, I think Whole Foods had those local food foragers. So someone approached us at that time and we were just like, wow, you know, so, um, we really weren't out seeking trade shows or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we hadn't done any of that. We our first year we were in 30, 40 stores yeah. that had come to us and we were like, this is great. It did get more difficult after that. Yeah, it right, just, right. I mean, that was like honeymoon stage for sure. Um, so did did you feel like you were prepared with the cost structure and um, you know, the whole supply chain, the packaging, case packs? Did you you had to learn that quickly on the fly? We did. And I think we were okay with a lot of the packaging and the shipping. I think um, where we were really um, woken up was when we went to our first trade show, specialty food, specialty show. food show and the, the one it, in New York. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And so we thought, well, we'll just get a distributor and this will make things so great and so easy and we're ready. 
And I think that when you talk about price structure, that's where we were like really knocked down because we, ghee doesn't have a lot of margin. Um, it's butter. That's what's in the jar. It's a label, it's a jar and it's butter. And, um, we knew that there wasn't a lot of margin. We, we weren't, um, going back to the farmers and haggling and to try and get a better price wasn't even an option like that. That's, that wasn't part of what we were doing. And so when we got the attention at the fancy food show and we were approached by some of the biggest distributors, the largest distributors in the United States, we were um, just really shocked to see what we would have had to do to our margins mm-hmm. to make it and to go into big mass distribution like that. And it was a painful decision and a long decision, but we we made the choice to not do that because we knew that it would outprice our product and, um, you know, in the end, we didn't see it being sustainable for the farms we worked with and for the way we wanted to do business. So. And, and we really always wanted, like we always talked about like having an Ayurvedic lifestyle company. So it wasn't like we went into business with this goal to develop a product, get it to market and get in every grocery store in the U.S. And um, that wasn't our vision. So it just didn't fit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we learned about distribution and would it would need to have a broker and all of that, you know, it just it didn't fit into the way we did things and the way we started the business. So I think we made that decision very early on, um, you know, just by the cost of the ingredients that we use, that that mm-hmm. wouldn't work for us to heavily. It's, it's, it's a hard decision. And um, the fact that your partners and you both agreed with it is amazing um, <laughs> because right. If, if one felt one way and the other, the other way um, a partnership can really uh, go away quickly um, and it's a it's a very hard decision. We, we had the same thing happen. Um, uh, Walmart approached us early on, and and you know, f- almost every year since, and and we just we just couldn't get there. Um, we just couldn't get there. We could if we offshored and and you know did some different things. Um, we had the comment that well, you you over engineered your 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 product. <laughs> It's too good. <laughs> so therefore wow. it's too expensive, you know, but, and so you have to make those choices. Like you said, early on, you guys, you made that choice and, um, any regrets? <laughs> no, you know, and I think it's so interesting that you say that too, like with um, Walmart and how you approached, like, I think the average consumer doesn't understand that world of slotting fees and discounting of like what it takes to get a product in front of them. Um, and that was eye-opening for us. And, and the compromise that a lot of companies have to, to make right. to make their product fit on the shelf, like you just said. Yours was too good. Yours was too good. <laughs> and we had that same experience. We were, we were asked to use butter that was less expensive, mm-hmm. uh, mass-produced butter or butter you know, imported from overseas, which, you it know, when organic. you it wasn't organic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the thing when you say no regrets. There was definitely this moment that was a little, a little bit of a punch to the gut when um, our, probably the largest competitor we had at, they really seemed to start shooting, like just really going for it. It wasn't organic. It was imported and it really does make, it's, it's a test makes you sit in your chair and we were constantly questioning, you know, should we do this? Should we do that? How we're not going to be able to play in this arena if we keep doing this. And we, to make that choice together, to just say, we're not going to play. We're just not, we we can't play. Um, I think that that was big. And I think the fact that we both were so passionate about Mm -hmm. the the study of Ayurveda and yoga, the the mindful living that's helped ground us 
and kind of always take us back to what's important in our lives. And I think that's where the, the no regret comes from. And it probably for you too, being a practicer of Ayurveda is like, there's a mindfulness component to it. Like, what are you willing to do to get that success? Are you willing to give up everything, your family, your, you know, change, change your product and, and the quality of it just for that? I think one of the things Kim and I were alike in a lot of ways, and we're different in a lot of ways, which makes us, I think, a great team. But we both come from a place of we would never um, go against what we feel is true for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if if it meant failing in business or whatever the options were, we would throw our hands up and say, fine. But if we couldn't sit with ourselves and believe in what we were doing, then it, it, it wouldn't be. Right. So is that the, is that, um, how you got to farm true? Like literally you're, you, you said what's true to you. So that's your values. Is that how you got to your name or how did that happen? Yeah. 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 Well, and so, yeah, those two words put together, they encompass our commitment to the respect that, that the farms need, how much we all, we, we recognize how we need farms to thrive as a culture and we're, we're moving away from that and that connection to nature is so important to our health and the, um, in the ecosystem. And, and then the true part, it was definitely our journey to discover our, our true nature through Ayurveda and um, staying true to that. And so we put those two words together and um, it feels good, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, I appreciate you asking that question. I don't think anybody's ever asked yeah. us about the name of our business. Wow. That's a big part of it. It's a big part of who you are. And and actually delving into that a little bit, right? Your your true nature. Um, Ayurveda teaches that um, you have uh, different natures, uh, kapha, pitta, vada, and um, there's different tests people can take to see what their disposition is. Um, how do you guys... How do you guys rank in the Vata, Pitta, Kapha, and how's that work together and 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 not? Well, I, I'm a, a high percentage Kapha with some Pitta and then Vata at last. And I think, what are you, Vata, I think Pitta, and then Close Kapha. Vata, Pitta, and then Kapha. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it is, there's differences, right? right? And that's how we, ba- I think that's how we balance each other. <laughs> yeah. You complement each other, which, yeah. which is the best type of partnership for sure. Yeah. And, and just, and um, I think just having that complete commitment to having each other's happiness at heart, like she would never want me to sacrifice my happiness for this business and nor would I her, you know, I remember the first time she actually was the one who decided that she was going to start, go back to school and study Ayurveda. And she'd called me, we just met, we weren't really friends. We didn't have this deep connection at the workshop it was, hi, how are you? But we, we really never had this moment of like, oh my gosh, I just love this girl. We didn't really have, it was a very serious workshop. And then she said, I think I'm going to um, go on to study this at California College of Ayurveda. Do you want to do it together? And I remember where I was. I remember the feeling I had. And um, I had a little one at the time who was just, you know, healing and getting you know over an illness. And I had two kids actually, (laughs) but it was really, I was like, I can't do this. I can't go back and do this. And, um, she made the comment like, yeah, but I I can do what you can't and you can do what I can't. We can do it together. And, um, it was amazing. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And I I like how you asked the question about the doshas, because the first time Kim and I had traveled together, so her (laughs) her nature is more kapha, right? She's more grounded. Um, She tends to always have, she's prepared. So, um, you know, she had a couple of suitcases. I had had really, really large suitcases. Full size pillow. With straps, you know, things strapped on top, you know, which is a kapha nature to just really be abundant (laughs) and carry things. And half of what was in there was a, you know. A sound machine. (laughs) But like all the things I would need if someone got sick to help them too, you know, so. (laughs) So it was kind of funny. And then, so we get, we get to California and we were in Grass Valley and it was in October. It was very dry. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you're so you're tra- you you're traveling and it's dry. Okay, this isn't sounding good. <laughs> right, right. So um we, you know, we were both so dry, but Kim had like all the oils. So the nausea <laughs> oil, the sesame oil, the body oil. I'm like, we're so dry. So she had all the tools that I benefited from because she packed all that stuff and and her suitcase was this big. <laughs> admittable but then I remember even like we were walking through town and I like remember I was like racing oh yeah I could not keep up with her I was like oh my gosh this girl (laughs) my body it was like slow down Lynn but there's times we saw those differences in ourselves when we were studying and it was like we weren't judgy which was really beautiful because we were studying Ayurveda and we were that's the one wonderful thing about Ayurveda is when you start to see those differences you, you free yourself from judging yourself or criticizing yourself of like, oh, I'm too slow or I'm too fast or I'm too heavy or I'm too light. Um, and it's just like, wow, I see my nature and I see your nature and I see how different we are and they can complement each other. But it was like, okay, well, you go ahead because you need to move fast and I'm going to stay back here and not, you know, beat myself up because I can't keep up with the Vada Walker. It was really freeing to understand those true natures and our differences. And, and seeing about, like, we always talk, I mean, it'll be spring and it'll be raining and muddy and the air's heavy. And I'm like, Kim, I've got the kapha. I'm so lethargic. Like, so I can maybe appreciate, you know, some mornings you say you're not like ready to get up in the morning and go like yeah. I am. And I feel that in the spring and kapha time of year. So I was like, oh, that might be how Kim feels, you know, and yeah, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. It's, yeah, we're so grateful for Ayurveda and, and being able to truly see ourselves and other people around us. So, part of the uh, science of Ayurveda is panchakarma, and that is uh, treatment for the five senses. Um, are you guys, do you do any of that yourself? And are you thinking of having any programs for people? Oh, that, that would, that's a dream, right? That's a well, dream. We, we do participate in our own forms of seasonal cleansing. Cleanse and, you know, there's so many different layers of Panchakarma um, in that I think that that is such a, a wonderful journey for everyone to kind of take on themselves and, and get to that point of where they're at. You know, um, just the fact that we can recognize that in the fall and the spring, our bodies need to go through a letting go and a cleansing mm-hmm. is super important, both of the mind and the body. And so we we have participated partaken in panchakarma, as well as um, having educational things at our building, whether it be um, a seasonal cleanse, we have hosted Mm -hmm. those before, meditation, yoga, sound bowl healing, we've even had local things like food foraging or things like that. So um, 
we, our hope really is to be able to open our space to be somewhat of an Ayurvedic destination. We can't quite, it's still murky. We can't quite figure out exactly what it's going to look like. Um, Do we lead with food? Is it more? Yeah. And so right now our focus truly is on growing our sales in a sustainable way because we do have a beautiful building. We have our own shipping and receiving. We have a staff of five um, and we need to sustain this. We have, you know, some, some pretty significant overhead that we have to compete with, right? So we know we have to sell more. We, we've never had a salesperson to really grow our sales. So we're going to commit to that this year. And we are hoping 2022 um, that we're able to, to have more of those um experiences like you mentioned um at the building and um i think in the meantime we kind of would like to dip our toes in a little bit more just through education whether it be through writing um about what that means to do a seasonal cleanse and the products that we have that support it because for some people it can just be that they need a little digestive reset with um the spice blends that we have or the teas that we have or the kitchery that we have so that can kind of be a slow introduction to a cleansing mm-hmm. oh definitely you can um there's a lot you can do in preparing materials for people to do at home and you can be a, a great resource to go with your product um that that's awesome i think the uh, meditation is a big part of ayurveda and i think one of the things that helps with and why a lot of entrepreneurs I think are are starting to gravitate to that is you, you just talked about something that that um, I kind of call the uh, comfort with ambiguity, right? So you you have a fuzzy vision of what you'd like to happen in the future, but it's not, you know, you're letting things flow. you're you're focusing on what's important now and and not getting distracted by something else and not feeling like you have to have this perfect vision of, of what that future is. It's that, it's that comfort with ambiguity that, that not everybody has. Um, so it's a, it's a really great quality. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That actually feels good to hear you say it out loud because it is, it is where we're at. Um, but there are those moments of discomfort where you're like, Oh, should we be doing more? Especially, we do have a lot of customers come to the building and we have a local pickup option. And when you have the connection with the local people, mm-hmm. they just, they're, they're, they want you to do more. They, they're begging mm-hmm. you and it's, then you feel that pressure and you really want to show up for them in that way. Um, it can push you, but we, we, we are both very much aware that we we're just not there yet. Yeah. 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 So are you still then, um, are you at with a co-packer then, or are you still doing uh, your stuff in your in a commercial kitchen? We do everything here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly wish I could give you a video shot of it because mm. our, our kitchen is is amazing. It's beautiful, and we make the ghee here and all the body care, the body oil, the nausea, um, and we have our hands on you know on every piece of the process, which is something we really want to do a better job of telling our customers about because we think that really differentiates us. You know, so many companies we've learned um, that grow really quickly, part of that plan is to have it co-packed. And so there's like a disconnect there. And for us right now, I think we're really enjoying the fact, it's not that it's easy, but that, you know, it's part of what we do, you know, so. Yeah. And and we, our scale up looks different than a lot of Mm -hmm. other businesses because we, our scale up is talking about that vision that we just talked about as having this place be a destination. And, um, you know, we, we did build this facility with 
a lot of ability to grow. We could probably grow our growth at least mm-hmm. five to 10 times from what we're doing right now and still stay in this facility. So to be able to offer local jobs and opportunities mm-hmm. for people people in our area, it feels really good too. And that's a fulfilling part of the business for us. Maybe not as profitable as some other companies that can send their products off, um, but it is still fulfilling. What? So somebody new to Ghee um, and your product, what would you recommend they start with? Mm. Well, I mean, Ghee is, it, it is the epicenter of everything we do our ghee our everything is ghee based pretty much that we do and the reason being is is ghee is considered just this super super food it's beyond super food it's super healing um there's so many components to it um that we believe that everybody benefits from because we live in such a depleted culture so incorporating ghee into your diet or onto your skincare is um so it feeds you in so many ways so ghee it has, you know, the highest um, percentage of butyric acid, you know, butyrate or butyric acid comes from butter. And we make our own in our gut, the good bugs produce that, but we can also ingest it through ghee. And you don't get the lactose, you don't get the casein, you don't get the milk salads. So it's it's really easily digestible and then it helps the good bacteria thrive. And so that's what it's all about. Good gut health is all about getting that good bacteria to be so much stronger than any bad bacteria you might have going on in there. It heals the gut lining, helps the whole digestive process. And um, it does the same thing for the skin. And that's one of the things that's really confusing for people. They don't understand that, but we do have a microbiome on our skin and we have bugs that live on our skin. And um, many people, uh, it's a barren desert. Um, their arms have no no microbiome because there's no bugs living there. We need to feed our skin um, what it needs to thrive. And ghee is extremely nourishing to all the tissues of the body, feeds the good bacteria on our skin heals um and it absorbs deeply down into all the layers of the tissue on like a lot of oils that will sit on top of it and almost suffocate your skin so um for many people we would do this demonstration in the farmer's markets you could put like a, a coconut oil on your skin and you could put ghee in on your skin and you could see how quickly the ghee absorbs into your skin um and and other oils will just kind of slick there you know they'll stay there for a while and um yeah and so and i'm also using um, other oils too, and, and, and other herbs to, to complement the ghee. It's, it's really healing. So ghee inside and out is our number one, our number one, you know, message to people, um, as far as what product people should start with. And as Kim was talking about with like the body care and the body oil and taking care of the skin, um, ghee has all those benefits for the microbiome and the herbs that we infuse into the ghee also get very easily carried into the skin. So you get that benefit mm-hmm. as well. So ghee obviously is great. And then um, I think body oil is a, an accessible product for people because it's familiar, right? If they're not familiar with Ayurveda and nausea and oil pulling, um, you know, body oils, yeah. kind of an easy hydration. But, yeah. And what we love about Ayurveda is it teaches time and time again, that we're all individuals and we have mm-hmm. different needs. So that question is so hard to answer because for you, it might be the nausea because you struggle with allergies or sinus headaches, which can be debilitating and miserable. Um, and for someone else, it could be, you know, you know, really uncomfortable eczema or psoriasis on their body that is affecting them. So that would be their, their the body oil would be their best product. So it's all individual. Yeah. The, I think an, another good uh, use for it is a lot of people are putting, um, butter in their coffee 
Um, mm. I don't know if they're calling it a bullet or something, but um, a lot of people are doing that. And I think ghee would be a great substitute for butter in, in coffee. Um, so I think anybody that's, that's doing that, it, you know, getting a jar of, of ghee and substituting that, you might, you might even experience a, a difference. It's worth, worth trying. Yeah, every that is a, a big craze right now. And, and there's so many benefits to putting ghee in your coffee. It helps protect your stomach lining from the acidity, gives you it, it actually carries the caffeine a little deeper. So the less of a shake or crash mm-hmm. um, is more of a s- stable energy. Um balances blood sugar. Balances blood sugar, yeah. And so um people are putting it in their tea and their coffee. It's also in um, our golden milk, which takes the herbs deeper into the tissue to help with like inflammation, the healing of the turmeric. So ghee can carry everything a little bit deeper. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It actually would be great to try with chai. I, um, I've had mm. your, um, I, I have all your products, um, but I didn't put the ghee in any chai. I think that would be, uh, that would taste good too. Yeah. You yeah. can try the vanilla maple chai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, in the chai tea. Yeah. In the chai tea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Good. Well, thanks a lot for joining. I really appreciate it. Um, any any last thoughts to for anybody that's maybe new to ghee or Ayurveda? Any any special uh tips or links you want to share? Well, absolutely. Anybody that's new, um, we would you know, encouraged to go visit our website and reach out. We make ourselves, you know, accessible to everybody. We have customers actually <laughs> email us directly. We love to connect with people. Um, and we also um, are big fans of Dr. John Dooliard, mm-hmm. um, who really has a lot of resources and a lot of education um, for Ayurveda on there. That's a great link for people to get started with. Um yeah. And, and to take it at their own pace, that would be our advice is just to take one thing at a time, start with some ghee and um, just enjoy that journey of, yeah. of, of learning. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Karen. You. Take care.